Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to The Trader, a traitor's podcast. My name's Matthew and I'm a writer, reality competition TV fanatic and a 100% faithful. Promise. I also have the charisma of a teaspoon according to an iTunes review of the podcast. Thank you, anonymous internet person. The Trader is a deep dive into every episode of the reality TV show that will have you doubting every word everyone in your life is saying to you. The Traitors, streaming now on BBC and Peacock. This season of the podcast is dedicated to the UK series of The Traitors, and today I'll be joined by a brand new guest co-host and Traitors superfan to dive into episode 8 of the show. First though, it's time for some Traitors updates in TT News. Game designer Sophie Mallinson has a reality TV substack blog and has published two articles about the traitors. The first uncovers some off-screen secrets of the show and mentions various events that viewers don't get to see but which are particularly important to the game, including a reference to why faithful Tom, RIP, was so sure that Alyssa, also RIP, was a traitor. The second article focuses more on the US traitors and the idea of a metagame discussing the celebrity and non-celebrity hybrid format with some interesting theories. The blog is a worthwhile read for all traitors fans, so head over and have a read. I'll post a link in the show notes. Calling all Funko Pop collectors out there. Fancy your own figure of your favourite traitors contestant? You may well be able to get your hands on one. Instagram creator and reality TV fan Todd Herzog designs and creates custom-made Funko Pop figures based on stars of your favourite shows, particularly Survivor and, more recently, The Traitors. 
Todd has created figurines of Andy, Kate, Sari, Stephanie, and the most misspelled reality TV contestant of all time, Geraldine, from the US Tracers. Todd seems able to capture just about any famous personality you can imagine. Check out his Instagram, at Todd Herzog, that's at T-O-D-D-H-E-R-Z-O-G, and get in touch with him if you'd like your own custom-made Traitors figure. Heads up, if you're planning on buying me one, please go for a Maddie Marple or an Angel Andrea. Thank you! Now it's time to meet my brand new guest co-host for the brilliant episode 8 of The Traitors UK. My guest on this episode of The Trader is Joseph. Joseph is a Traitor super fan and also a huge comic book fan, particularly X-Men, which you can check out on his Instagram page, which I'm sure he'll tell us about later. Additionally, Joseph has a YouTube channel where he mod makes for games like Pro Wrestling Sim and Music Wars Empire. Joseph, welcome to The Trader. How are you doing? Hi. Yeah. Hi, I'm good. Thank you. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing really well. Thank you so much. Now, Joseph, I know that you are a big Traitors fan. You probably know more about it than I do. <laughs> how yeah. did you how did you first find the Traitors? Where did you discover it? Gogglebox. Um <laughs> it was on Gogglebox. It was Nikki's episode where she was eliminated. So yeah. it spoiled that. And I thought, right, I just want to give this a chance and got hooked on it and then ever since then I watched the US and other series as well. So you've seen different versions so you're you're all you can sort of compare different things to one another. Definitely yeah and I think there'll be bits where I will because there's bits in this episode especially that I find other series can learn off this one and vice versa. Um, but yeah it's very um it's just something I think what I love about the game is it's different, it's original it's not a remake and I kind of think we need that in a day and age where everything's kind of made done and it's like Cluedo which I love so yeah <laughs> like real life Cluedo yeah. now Joseph I'm going to ask you what I ask all new guest co-hosts and that is what is your biggest betrayal <laughs> that could be the biggest, the best, the worst, the funniest lie you ever told. And did you get away with it? Right. <laughs> so I must have been about five or six in primary school. And my sister looks like, well, she looked more like her then. Um, Emma Bunton from the Hollis <laughs> Spice Girls era. So on the CT single, she looked a spitting image of her. So I went in school and I was like, oh, my sister's there. She's like, <laughs> and she was lived in Middlesbrough because she lived in Middlesbrough at the time with her mum. And I was like, oh, she's away filming. She's doing like, what's fucking so long? And people genuinely fell for it. And I then went, I think a few days later, they were getting calls. So my mum had been called into school and they were going, oh, parents and that. And I asked them, like, where's Emma Bunton? Because she's one saying this, this is so I was found out, I was and it was going to get found out, but yeah, that was probably the funniest lie I've told. 
That's brilliant. I, I love that Spice Girls story. It's so funny because the vast majority of people I've asked about their biggest betrayal always tell me a story from school. It's always like a childhood like, <laughs> ridiculous lie. <laughs> Probably because it was more fun when you were younger as well. Exactly. Well, fewer consequences for lying. Exactly, yeah. So, Joseph, we are also going to play a game throughout this episode. We're going to play the Tradar Traitor. So, for listeners who maybe don't know the game, our goal from here on in is to tell one lie to one another. The lie has to be a fabrication or a made-up fact, big or small. It can't be a fake opinion, like saying you'd take £3,000 if it was offered to you by Claudia Winkleman, when actually you wouldn't even get out of bed for £3,000. At the end of the episode, we each have to put our traitor hunting skills to the test and decide what we thought the other person's lie was. Joseph, are you ready to play the traitor traitor? I am ready. <laughs> Good. In that case, it's time to talk about episode eight of The Traitors UK. Episode 8 begins with a bit of a recap uh, of Traitor's Tower. So we know that our traitors, Wilf and Amanda, are going to murder either Amos or Alex tonight. And we hear a bit of Amanda's voice reminding us that they think they probably should murder somebody who's never going to get banished. And they've come down to Amos or Alex as their final two options. So we very swiftly then move to breakfast. At breakfast... Maddie comes in quite early and she's she looks like she's a bit nervous or a bit upset and we realise that there's something weighing on her mind and it's this idea that actually she's an actress and she hasn't told anybody yet. Um, she, she decides though, after a few people arrive, she's got Amanda, Theo, Meryl and Kieran around her, she decides that she's going to tell them that actually she does do a bit of acting. And we, we know a lot about this now. So Maddie, she says that she's been in EastEnders and Casualty. She was an extra on Waterloo Road. I just wonder, I, I just wonder why is she telling them this? I mean, what what do you think, Joseph? What, should she have told everybody? Oh, it's a tough one because watching it and you knew as soon as she walked in, you could see the fear, you could see a panic. And I was like, she's going to say something. Um, and then obviously with the man's are being there and the, you could see her being like oh I want to say but I'm a bit unsure and it's again I feel mad he had this whole feeling throughout the entire episode to me of should she shouldn't she but I don't know it's interesting because like you're at this point of the game where you're getting smaller and smaller and every little thing is going to kick everyone off you've just got Kieran and Amos there who are still brand new who have just come in Yeah, and then you're thinking you don't want to make them suss on you because they've got no preconceptions of anybody. Um, so uh, I, th I think it was, I felt happy that she told them because it felt like it was weighing on her mind, probably more than what we've seen. So probably the night before she was probably thinking it. But yeah, I felt very sorry for her in this circumstance, actually. And I do, at the beginning, if I can just go back to Amanda and Will in the tower, Yeah, you can see they're crumbling. And I even think her man's was crumbling. Yeah, it's getting it's getting more and more difficult as 
as the episodes go on and you know we're mm-hmm. at episode eight of 12 now it's it's getting really tough not many left i i agree with you that i feel i feel i really like maddie and i feel bad for her oh. but tactically i think it's probably a bad decision to tell people more than halfway through the competition that there's something you've not told everybody only because I think, well, what what would that look like to everybody else? Like, I think Maddie should maybe think about, well, what was it like when Tom announced to everybody that him and Alex had been keeping their relationship secret? That just blew up. It became the infamous Red Breakfast. So if I was Maddie, I'd be thinking, oh, last time somebody revealed a big secret, it didn't go down well. So maybe I should just hold on for four more days and not tell anybody. But hey, she goes ahead. She tells them that she's an actress. And, of course, for Amanda, this is great news. Amanda thinks, oh, I could really use this now. And she continues to use it throughout the episode. At the same time, I know I'm saying it's a terrible idea that Maddie told everybody this. The The way they react is a little bit over the top. I mean, they act as if she's just told them she's an assassin or something. Like, they're, they're horrified. They're like, you're a what? An actress? Like, it's not... It's not the most surprising thing in the world. I mean, what did you think of everybody's response? You know, this is the bit that really got me watching it. And I felt for the third time, this is the third time I've watched it. And Maddie, when I first watched it, I wasn't a big fan of it. And then she did a big turnaround the second time. She's my favourite of one <laughs> of them. Um, I just thought, you'd think she'd said, like, I'm a member of, like, the Secret Service and I've got, like, something on one of these contestants. It was a bit to me, and I mean, I love Maddie, but she it's extra weird. I watched the episodes in EastEnders that she was in. It was an episode. Like, the way they were going on, you'd think it was like Judy Dench that walked in under the sky. Like, oh, she's an actress. She's an actress, and it's like, all right. So I, I felt really bad for her in this episode, actually. I think it went a bit too, because she wasn't there to defend herself either. I was like, this seems really cruel in a way and I know the game's cruel but I was like yeah it's not and again in a bit I'll talk about it but yeah I think Amanda definitely there was times I was looking at it thinking you if there was someone clever in that position you'd have followed yourself yeah so as breakfast continues and more people arrive Faye reveals that she had the shield she had won that in the armory and therefore she had a great sleep last night she didn't have to worry about being murdered and it's it's funny, although it's very obvious, it did remind me when I was watching it again how anxious they all must be every night, unless you're a traitor. Mm. Although then you've got your own anxieties to worry about. But, it, yeah. you know, every night when they go to bed, they really must be thinking, is this, am I about to get murdered? So, yeah, it must it must be a really difficult experience, actually, wondering, am I going to see everybody in the morning? Am I going to lose my chance to win all this money? So Faye, you know, she's had a, she's had a night off from that. She's not had to worry mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. So we're waiting for really our final person to arrive. We know it's either going to be Alex or Amos. And there's a knock at the door. Amos arrives. It becomes clear that Alex has been murdered by the traitors. And we get a little flashback. We see Alex. She gets her letter. It, to me, it seemed quite inevitable that, that Alex wasn't going to last long after she'd refused the recruitment. And her murder note even says, you should have accepted, bye-bye. 
And I thought that was pretty savage of the traders <laughs> to yeah. go to that extreme. But I, I think they're right. I think she really should have accepted her chance to be recruited. A, because you've got a better chance of winning if you're a trader in terms of numbers. But B, just because of well, because of what's now happened, I think if you re- if you refuse recruitment, you should kind of expect that the traders aren't going to like that. So, uh, I mean, what what do you what do you think of Alex rejecting recruitment? So many thoughts, um, <laughs> and not I'm not I'm ge- I was genuinely quite watching it back. I felt really annoyed because she was put in a position that. She didn't ask to be put in. She got the bare brunt of it. She didn't even tell anyone. She was as shocked as we were as viewers. <laughs> and it, I felt like, again, if it was a woman that had said it and it was a man in her position, it would have been a reversal. I just, I felt sorry for it in a way that should she, could she, I think, yes, she should have talked about it. I think she would have been a good traitor. But at the same time, I think she'd gone through all that stress in general. And I thought she probably thought, I don't need any more of this and again in that mindset at that moment she's probably like, I'm tired I could <laughs> literally kill Tom for what he's done seeing me and wrecked any chances and in a way I thought days have been <laughs> a, not conspiracy but a controversial thought I thought it had been better if Amos has been killed ah okay why is that well they had no links to him so you've got no attachment to him in that way other than Andrea um, and I think in a way it would have made Kira maybe be be a bit more guns blazing because I feel for Kieran he hadn't shown much in this episode at all really and I think with Alex and it, it makes me think in the future if you reject it could this add another layer going forward if you become like a seer or something because I did think it was a bit cruel and a bit like yeah she rejected she's gone I was like is that really a good enough reason though I think Amos would have been more because they keep saying we want them turning on each other. Get Amos out. Andrea's going to be more sweary than she was in this with an iconic lines. I just think it would have been more of a ripple if he's gone because then it's like, yeah, that's savage in a way because he never got a chance to play. And Alex would have been more. I think there was more to Alex that I don't think because we always seen her with Tom. It was like I'd like to have seen her a bit more without Tom and seen how she's a plays more. What a life yeah. she was made. Yeah, no, but that's a really good point that Amos's murder could have created more chaos amongst everybody, and that could work to the traitor's advantage. I, I think that really, although you know they wrote their silly note saying you know you should have you should have accepted. I don't. I don't think that's really why they murdered her. I don't think it was just out of revenge. I, I reckon it was totally tactical because Alex had kind of proved herself to be a faithful. Everybody thought, exactly. oh, she, if we're certain of anybody now, it's her. And that the traitors can't use that. They don't want people around who everybody knows is a faithful because then they're not, that person's not going to get banished. So I, th- I think the traitors just thought... She's a bit useless to us now. <laughs> yeah, I didn't feel there was a reaction. I mean, again, Maddie had just said she was an actress, so that had took away, I think, from her not arriving because yeah. it didn't seem a big... In this, again, I felt sorry for us because no one seemed to have really reacted to you as a say and a few others said, oh, she's gone. But it's like, 
that was it. I mean, it was basically Maddie's talking. I've been like, I was a homeless woman in these senses, and I like to <laughs> why. Um, but yeah, I think that it took away. But obviously, it wasn't Maddie's fault. But yeah, I just I felt that I think Alex got a really bad side of the coin. I think she really got a bad deal. Yeah, in this she, game, she did in the end. I think I think you're right. At breakfast, then Claudia arrives, and she sort of echoes the traitor's note. She has the picture of Alex taken off the wall with the help of Big Tall Theo, and she says, "Bye, bye, Alex." She also then hints at their mission for today. She gives this sort of creepy vibe about something happening in the woods, which leaves everybody wondering what they're going to be doing. Before we get to the mission, though, there's some discussions around the house and like you said a couple of them mention you know Alex is gone that's that's sad although they move on quite quickly <laughs> Amanda she's jumped right onto this information from Ma- uh, Maddie being an actress she's she's uh she wants to use that in her favor she drops it into conversation in front of Andrea she wants everybody to know about it in another room in the house Theo and Meryl do the same. They're telling all of the others, oh, at breakfast this morning, Maddie just told us that she's an actor. Again, everyone's so shocked as if it's the worst thing they've ever heard. And and Wilf's there, so he has to pretend to be shocked. Well, he doesn't have to pretend to be shocked. He didn't know about it. But mm-hmm. he realises, oh, this is really good for me. And in his interview, he admits, this is, this is a shock, but also great. And Amanda enters the room at the same time. She keeps begging up how bad this is. Oh, she's not sure of Maddie at all. And she says, Maddie must be a really good actress because she wasn't just an extra in EastEnders. She actually had a part. She was Rita, the homeless woman. So she must be a great actress. What What's the funniest bit about this is that then it then cuts right to Maddie in her interview with a big grin on her face going, I'm feeling really all right now. So, so Maddie thinks this it's all great. This was the best decision ever. Little does she know that behind her back, everyone is going, oh, we don't trust her at all now. Poor, poor Maddie. I, I really felt a bit oh. sorry for her here. Now Faye is in a bit of doubt too as well, because she says that she always got on well with Maddie and they were quite close. But now even she's thinking, well, is our friendship real? Has Maddie been lying to me this whole time? Of course, I, I've recently crowned Faye like the queen of wrong because she, she's got another wrong theory. Now she thinks that Maddie and Aaron are the traitors and that Aaron is like mirroring all of her votes. Every time at the round table, she votes for someone Aaron does the same thing, and she's quite suspicious of that. I mean, totally wrong, completely wrong. But you know, Faye does. Who's to know? Who poor Faye? She doesn't. She doesn't know how wrong she is. Uh, she's the Quinton of the UK. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so with the more talk about Maddie and this actor thing, it's really getting to the point where, and I found Faye a bit cocky in that chair. The way she was like, and it's Aaron as well. It's him. It has to. And it's like. One, you're sitting with a traitor, and I'm kind of noting a UK pattern of Hannah with Will here with Amanda being like, you're a faithful, you're definitely a faithful. I'm like, yeah. how wrong you so are. <laughs> but I was thinking, will this make people very mentally aware of what they do as a job before going into this castle? Because this is where, and again, it happened with Shelby. Yeah. It's on another series where they thought, supermarket worker was a lawyer which is not a bad job to think but that person wasn't getting paid bloody wages <laughs> so will this eventually will it be where people are just going to go in and go 
I don't know I'm unemployed or something, so they've got nothing to put me about. Yeah. Because it is starting to really make you think you could be like whatever high up something like a police like clear the police officer she didn't tell them probably for that reason so yeah but i think with maddie i just i did feel sorry for her because like she's like oh i'm fine and it's like majority of this castle are literally talking about you behind your back and it just seems dead cruel because she's a nice person yeah that you do want to root for and she is right about will she's just wrong about having them why <laughs> she is you're right, it's a running theme throughout various versions of the traitors. I think particularly in the Australian version, that yep. people a lot a lot of the or several of the contestants kept yep. their backgrounds hidden from everybody, kept their occupations or things that they had been through. What one I don't want to spoil it. One contestant no, no, of has this huge backstory, something incredible yep. that happened in his life and doesn't reveal it at all until it's his time to leave the competition and the yeah. others are blown away by it. So yeah. uh, I, I think what you have to do is make a decision when you go in. You either tell everybody everything about you up front that you want them to know, or you don't tell them anything until you are gone. Telling people halfway through something about your life that you didn't tell mm. them just always looks suspicious i think it just mm. even if you've got nothing to be suspicious about yeah it, it just makes everybody wonder why didn't they mm. tell us that straight away why did they keep it till mm. now why have they told us that halfway mm. through it so that's that's what i would say about that mm. Eden also then comes up with this sort of theory outside in the grounds He's, he says that he thinks there must be a male traitor and he is right because there is a male traitor there's wealth but there's no I don't. There's no guarantee of that. There's no reason that that has to be the case. Um, but that's what he puts out there, and he says, "Well, there only are four males left. I think it's one of us." Well, you know, he's he's not saying that it's him. But then Hannah, it's just she's adamant that wealth is not a traitor. She says, "I trust wealth a hundred percent." She's she's so wrong, Joseph. Why do you think wealth has managed to fool people so well? So. I'm going to say he's lost his way through as a traitor. He hasn't played this game well. With a listen in him, it could have gone his way. And looking at it, I think Amanda should have got rid of him and kept Alyssa. Um, but then Alyssa was also crumbling, so it was like catch 22. But I think with Will, he's just, he's got a good group. I'd say he's the one who actually has a consistent group of people that he can fall on. And Hannah's like his literal shield at this point of, She'll be like, no, he's not a traitor. She'll bet her life on it. And it's like, oh, they don't go a bit too far. But she's very adamant. And even when someone mentions it, you think it was like a childhood friend or something, the way she's dead defensive at this point. Again, I don't know how long they've been there. I'm surmising it's been a week, but she's very close to him. And it's like she won't hear anything about him. But then you could say that about Faye and Amanda when they were in that room. But yeah, Will's just got lucky. And I think coincidences have helped him like Tom and Alex that shifted him right and I think that saves him from that nice um, you had the Alyssa thing I feel like stuff have always happened around him having Ethan on him it's just talking off like this Maddie thing will be like perfect for him yeah I think <laughs> speaking of lucky things that have happened for well mm -hmm. you're right uh, Alyssa's banishment probably did him really well and I was reading uh, Tom did an interview with I think it was Metro after he was mm -hmm. banished and Tom said there's something that happened 
either during that episode or very close to that episode where Alyssa got banished, Alyssa gave herself away by making a slip up and they don't include it in the program. There's there's something Alyssa did that made particularly Tom very suspicious of her. And it's and what it is is they were having a chat around the house or something and they were they were having a laugh and they were doing impressions of Claudia. And Tom said to Alyssa, right, do your best Claudia impression. And Alyssa said, Hello traitors. And Tom went, and Tom was like, why would Claudia say hello traitors? She doesn't say hello traitors. So Alyssa accidentally said something that Claudia only says to the traitors. And, and and so Tom, he said he didn't he didn't uh, address it, but that's why Tom was suddenly so sure that Alyssa was a traitor uh, and he was right. But hey. So oh my God, <laughs> the mission then for this episode <laughs> is the creepy cabin. And it's another mission where yep. they split into two separate teams. And for whichever team makes it out of the cabin the fastest, if they make it out, they will win armory passes. This this mission's kind of like I'm a celebrity meets an escape room. It's not really. I like the escape room vibe. I don't really like the bugs and maggots and <laughs> dead fish heads aspect of it. Not really my thing. They have to solve a series of clues to open padlocks and escape. And they're helping one another through a wall by shouting out things. Uh, what do you think of the, the mission, Joseph? Do you like this mission? Do you know what? It's probably my favourite mission because <laughs> it's just... I don't know, it's the whole watching the shaman see and people get water on them and they're all screaming. It's actually something that you think, yeah, this is quite funny to watch, even though for them it's probably like the last thing, uh, especially for Hannah and Meryl because they've washed their hair. So it's like it's <laughs> awful of fun game. But uh, no, it's, it is a good mission. I like it. Yeah, and you referenced this earlier and I've written it down because it was the, the funniest thing of the entire episode. I even wrote down the time, if anyone wants to go back to BBC iPlayer or Peacock, at 21 minutes and 10 seconds, Andrea says the funniest thing. I I couldn't stop, even though I've seen this episode before, I couldn't stop laughing. It's Aaron is like weighing out the maggots to get the right number of kilograms or whatever it is. He's freaking out. Meanwhile, Andrea is getting soaked with freezing cold water and it cuts to her interview and she just says, oh, Aaron, for Christ's sake, fuck off, just get on with weighing the things. And to hear that from Andrea just is the funniest juxtaposition of things. It it made me laugh so much. Oh, it was so funny. Um, This... This task, this gave me very Crystal Maze vibes. As yeah, well. that's literally what I've written on my notes, Crystal Maze. Gave me, Claudia was that woman with the orange hair and the Crystal Maze, that <laughs> mother of this. She was very, it, it felt very, this was the most Crystal Maze episodes I think I've seen so far in this show. That's so funny, it's literally what I've written. Because, yeah, she's looking in the little sort of peepholes to giving them advice, mm-hmm. helping them out. Yes, yeah, because some of the missions, she's not really... Like at the in the barrel mission last episode, she's at the distillery at the very end, just waiting for them. Yeah, you're sitting there. Yeah, she's right there with it. And she, Claudia, obviously is told in advance. Here's how the game works. Here's how they're going to win because mm-hmm. she knows what. It's the same with like the music box challenge episodes ago that she she kind of knows what objects they're looking for and well, she gives gave them a them lot of <laughs> She does. Alan and the US version would never do such a thing. Nope. So by the end of the mission, the green team win. 
And the blue team are apparently 40 seconds too late, which means that the green team when Armory passes. So that's Armory passes for Wilf, Hannah, Kieran, Maddie, Faye and Meryl. And they've raised £3,000, which means the total prize fund at this point is £68,100. That's a lot of money. £68,100. I said that in a really weird way. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> a lot of money anyway. So... Claudia also tells them that there is going to be a dinner party tonight, which they seem really excited about, but they may be also kind of worried, hmm, is something bad going to happen as well? We move on then to the armory right after that. And Mad Maddie, this is Maddie's first time in the armory, and she's really excited. She says, oh, it's like Harry Potter or Narnia. She's first in, and she gets the shield straight away. And it, although it kind of doesn't matter that much because they're still they're still using this tactic of as a group agreeing they won't tell anybody who found the shield and therefore they're all protected as a group unless that only works if the traitors decide not to murder anyone in that group the traitors could just take a chance and say do you know what even though we don't know who's got it let's just take a stab in the dark no pun intended because there's kind of like a there's only a one in six chance of getting it wrong, or one in five, because they know that wealth wealth can say, well, I don't have it. So the, the traitors still could try and murder one of that group. Um, what, what do you think of this tactic that they've come up with? Oh, I hate it. <laughs> it genuinely, it, it ruins, as a viewer, this ruins the game because it's like, if there was only, if, especially if teams are, when you're low and they have so many on one and there's only so little on another, it's like, well, if the traitor's on that team, there's only two other people to pick from. To me, I'm going to be honest, because this does go back to that trial, I I think Theo was the least helpful in that trial as a whole. Yeah. I actually watched it back and I could see Aaron losing his temper when he smashed that key. I thought that was anger. <laughs> so I'd look at it more like you did the least, you're gone. But... I just don't like how it's all like, oh, we're all safe. And it's like, they all have like this arrogance about them because they all know they're safe. So they're like, walking around fine. And then you've got the other team that's like, oh, we know. Because they all know that rules in. They've all discussed it with each other. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, do the Australian way where you protect from banishment and murder because, and let everyone know you've won it and actually have them work for it rather than just getting it from chest. Because it is a bit, I don't know with the US one, like I can't remember now, did they do, they didn't do the protection thing like we did. They, they actually did, oh, at did, least they did once it, yeah. they did also That's somehow right, yeah. figure out that this would be a good idea. They did it once, but I think with production that rule is getting changed. Definitely. Season. They do not want this because as a viewer it's unfair, on the traces in a way it's unfair, it's another thing that makes it harder for them. But then, like you say, stab in the dark, and if someone's got it, everyone's there the next day. You've all technically got another day together. So, yeah, it, it is. It boils my blood watching it with it all. <laughs> I think you're right. But I'm glad Matty won it. Yeah, yeah. I think the producers must not have thought that the players would oh, come up with this. And as soon as they started doing it, the producers are going, oh, shit, this is not what we wanted to happen. <laughs> so I think that will change. Yep. After the armory, then, uh, we have some more discussions around about the house. Amanda and Aaron, who were in the blue team, who didn't get to go to the armory, they realise that this group shield plan 
is actually terrible for them because they're thinking, oh, now probably one of us, if there's going to be a murder tonight, it's more likely for it to happen to one of us. This isn't good. And Andrea suddenly becomes like really devious and and scheming here. She goes, right, do you know what? We're going to just have to agree to vote out someone from that other group. Um, mm. And they all, I, I don't totally understand this plan. She She says, right, what we're going to have to do is vote for somebody in that other group to leave tonight because they don't know yet that there won't be a round table. And mm. I, th- I think the plan is that they might then banish someone who has the shield. There's this really funny moment with, I know I always call Andrea, Angel Andrea, but I'm also calling Aaron, Angel Aaron. Angel Aaron <laughs> has this really sweet, innocent moment where he just goes, we're, we're like really playing a game now, aren't we? We are playing a game. <laughs> like even at, even he's not sure what's happening, and it's as if it's like just occurred to him for the first time. Oh, we're supposed to be like playing this like it's a game. <laughs> oh, it's so weird because even Hannah earlier on when she was talking about Maddie going, she turns at that round table. I'm like, you all turn around that round table. No one goes in there. How they're going in, and it is that sweet innocence of Aaron doing it. I think because Hannah said it quite abrupt with it. And she was like, well, she turns. I'm like, well, you all do it because you want to get a trace of this money. But when Aaron did it, it was like, it was almost like he just realised he's in a game show that, like, these people are all apart. Yeah, I think Aaron is, I think the way he was treated is really, like, when John did that, I felt sorry for him with his ADHD. And again, no one knew that, but that's why he had the break. But Maddie has this conspiracy that it was to do with Will. Yeah. And I do think with Aaron, again, he's getting a really... I mean, he had, he's actually, when I look at Aaron, he's probably the best at the trials. Yeah. If he went, you wouldn't have anyone doing these trials because Bia was useless. <laughs> if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We then move on to this really unique aspect of this episode, which, you know, it doesn't feature throughout the series other than now. They have this 
dinner party. It's this really different thing they do tonight. And I, I really like it. I think it's cool to do something different from the round table, just, you know, for one episode, because it's still really, really intense. Claudia uh, tells them before the dinner party, there'll be no round table. We're just, we're going to have a party. She suggests they're going to have a great time. Hooray, a night off. But it then becomes clear, well, if there's no round table, something else is going to happen. And Claudia reminds them, you know, again, it says called the traitors. So they know something's going to happen tonight. And at this point in the episode, the letters are delivered to the traitors, Wilf and Amanda, and they are told that they have to deliver a kiss of death tonight. And that's how they will choose their murder victim. I think it's it's brilliant. I think it's just something a little bit different from the way they normally choose a victim. Uh, do, do you like this kiss of death thing? Oh, do you know what? This whole concept was brilliant. I loved the outfits. I loved everything about it. It was glam. It was fun. And it just, I, I loved how they went, oh, and we're going to be fans tonight, aren't we? And then Claudia's like, the game is called The Traces. And it's like, even they're forgetting the moment that they're still in a game and everything has got a consequence. But I, I love it. I feel like in a way, this could have been a little nod to Cluedo. And I think it made it harder for them because they had to, Kiss someone. I was thinking maybe a wink murder that he used to play. Yeah, would have been a better idea. Yeah, but again, it's the eye contact. But I really did. I don't know whether they'll do something different next year and base it on another game. Well, this year based on another game. But no, I loved it. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was great. And this is I, I've written in my notes that the music is really oh. really great here because it's so intense and it's music that's composed by Sam Watts, who I've. I mentioned in the previous episode, Sam is going to be on the podcast. So I spoke to Sam. We had a great interview. Uh, so that's coming up. And this was just a great example of that really intense yes. cinematic score, really amping up the tension. And we know that something exciting is about to happen. Wilf and Amanda then are thinking about who they're going to pick. They, they both say that they would really struggle to murder Andrea. They don't know if they could do it to her. And uh, Andrea... Andrea's kind of the perfect faithful at this point. She's in a great position because neither traitor wants to murder her. They feel like they've not got it in them. And no, everybody else loves her and trusts her and don't. nobody wants to banish her. So she's in a really great, a great spot at this point. So we move on to dinner then. And we have... I, I, I've said this on the podcast before. I am a crier. I will cry at anything. Uh, at this, it was really sweet. It was it was so lovely around the table. Andrea, she kind of like her interview in the previous episode. She she talks to everybody about how she's just so happy to be here. She says that, you know, she lives on her own. This is a new experience for her. She's met all these new people that she wouldn't normally spend time with. And she says to them all, you know, I want, I, I really want to be your friends after this. And Wilf is crying. I'm crying watching it. Wilf's realizing, oh, this is actually awful. I, I, these people are really making real bonds with me and I have to do horrible things behind their backs. Amanda then gives a speech kind of similar. She says, uh, you know, I'm from a little town in Wales. This is a totally new experience for me. I've made all kinds of new friends here. And Theo has this really touching moment as well. He says, I've, I've felt so accepted here. It's not always like that being gay and meeting a bunch of new people. You don't know how everyone's going to react. And Wilf, Wilf's got his hand on his back and he's comforting them. And Theo says, 
you know, Kieran, I've, I barely know you, but you're like a father figure. I, I thought it was really, really sweet. What, what did you think of all this? Yeah, it was. I mean, when when I, I did think when um, Andrea said that, I thought they're probably thinking, shit, we can't kill them all. <laughs> um, but it, no, I think this just shows you, I think this is the British thing as well, because even like on Drag Race UK, it's that bond. It's almost like it's them against the production rather than yeah. against each other. And I mean, Andrea said she lives in Nice or somewhere, so I'm guessing she must have flew in. So to see different and again it's true it's different generations different backgrounds people you'd never meet it was just and then amanda had said that speech and then theo's resonated with me because it's true what he says it is hard in this day and age and you're with people that again you're not gonna meet every day yeah it was just it was really touching and again for kieran to have that much impact and he's been there less than a day but then i think it was close to him when he came in yeah. Um, it was just like it was a really nice thing. I mean, I've I met Amanda yesterday in Wales, and I've got to admit, one of the nicest people you come. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah, it's funny you you mentioned like Drag Race because it's it also reminded me of Big Big Brother. The and and Big yeah. and, and well in UK Big Brother anyway. Yeah. Usually towards the end, they have they have nights like this where there's a, a a nice meal and they all give a little speech around the table and it's all quite emotional. I I think they although they might change the game element of what what's about to happen at the dinner. I think they'll probably always do an episode like this where they have a proper fancy big meal and they all dress up and they all give a little speech. I think the viewers respond well to it. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a little bit different from other episodes so I mm. think this will probably happen going forward in the next se- the next series mm. and hopefully I other would, series after that I just think there's something about it that again it, it takes you out that environment of being paranoid and just makes you think enjoy yourself because it's, it is stressful but yeah. I do wonder at some point going in the future are we going to have contestants that just do not like each other they're very lucky that they all get on yeah so just when we think it's all lovely and sweet and emotional, Claudia arrives and they immediately become tense and panic. She tells them that they're going to play a game. They all have to stand up and they're hold, they all hold hands because they are terrified of what's about to happen. They, I think they assume someone's about to get banished right now. Someone's going to leave. Claudia asks for a volunteer. Amanda puts her hand up and Claudia asks her, tell us who do you trust the most? Amanda picks Theo and then has to sit down. And it becomes clear they're going to go around the table like this. Everybody's going to name who do they trust the most, and someone is going to be left till the end. I think they think, oh, whoever's left at the end is going to be banished. That's what they assume is about to happen. So Theo picks Andrea. Andrea picks Amos, which is not a surprise. They're besties. Amos picks Kieran. Also, not that much of a surprise because yeah. they've got this connection that they left together in episode one and they came back together. Kieran then picks Will, which I was a little bit surprised at because not long ago he thought that Will was a traitor. But he says in his interview that he did this as a good gesture, a good Will gesture, because he because he got it wrong the other day and he's kind of making it up to Will. But I'm watching it thinking, no, Kieran, you didn't get it wrong the other day. <laughs> you were right the other day. Well, then, does this really weird thing where he has to pick who does he trust the most? 
and watching it for the first time as a viewer, you think, "All oh, right, he and Hannah—they're really—they're like best friends. They're going to—he's going to pick her, and he picks Faye." And so it's really shocking. Hannah, it looks like totally dumbfounded. Will says in his interview, "It's tactical. He wants to get Faye on side." I can kind of understand it. He thinks, well, he says, Hannah will get over it. I can explain, I can apologise to Hannah later and she'll be fine. Which kind of is right. That kind of does happen. <laughs> so he picks Faye to get her on his good side. I just think it doesn't look good in front of everybody. I think that everybody else will see that and go, why is, why is Will picking Faye? This is weird. Faye then picks Aaron. And I'm surprised that Aaron was left so late because I... Th- I, I I know Aaron was a suspect maybe like three or four episodes ago. He almost got voted out. But since then, I feel like everybody loves Aaron. He's really sweet, gets on with everybody. Yeah, I was surprised he was left so late on. Aaron then picks Hannah. We know that Hannah's probably going to pick Meryl and that Maddie will be the last one left. Before we talk about what happens to Maddie next, were were you surprised by any of the choices people made about who they trust most? So there's something that happens in that episode where Amanda put her hands up, but Hannah went, I'll go first, and yeah. then Claudia went, she went first. So I was in the head thinking, oh, if Hannah had went first, this could have changed the whole. I still yeah. think Maddie would have been last, but I think Will wouldn't have been in the situation he was in. She just said Will. So yeah. I was thinking, oh, I'd have loved to have seen that way, because that was something I did notice that I never noticed for the first time. Yeah. But yeah, I think... Will picking Faye was hard because even Faye admitted, why does he pick me? Um, because they don't speak. Um, and then, um, obviously, Andrew, I think a lot of them made sense other than, oh, what was the other one you said that was a bit weird? Not Will. There's someone uh, else. Kieran picked Will? Yeah, Kieran picking Will made, I mean, I suppose in the talking heads, he said good gesture, but watching it, you're like, doesn't make sense. But mm. then I was thinking... See, I was already being mentioned, so I'm guessing. Again, you're probably thinking in your head of who I thought I'm going to have to pick now. Yeah. But yeah, Hannah was even when yeah. he didn't mention it, and I thought, is there any alarm bells clicking off in her head yet? And I was like, oh, I wonder if she's going to... Because she's defended him loyally. But yeah, I, again, I just felt so bad. And Maddie giving him a ton of luck. With <laughs> um, I just thought, oh, again, she's so adorable, and you feel so sorry for this girl yeah. and you think yeah she said one thing about her being an actor and that's basically her whole punishment is when i think if she hadn't said it she probably would have been picked by someone yeah i think so, yeah i just i felt that sorry for her yeah i did too because it cuts to her talking head and she says she feels like an outcast and she gets really upset oh. i did feel bad for it it's like it's you know it's like being picked last in PE and it's a common they use this this technique a lot in reality shows like we've mentioned like Drag Race and Big Brother they often do team games or where you've got to pick people and someone gets left till the end and it's just so cruel and poor Maddie's so upset Claudia however then reveals she's not necessarily going to leave she's not being banished something else is happening she reveals that the £3,000 they won today in the mission is up for grabs now for Maddie. And she's given the choice. You can either take £3,000, leave now, or put it back in the prize fund and stay in the game. What would you have done here, Joseph? Not okay. It's not enough. I agree. I think 
And I mean, three thousand like three thousand pounds. Yes, it is a lot of money. Like I'm not. If you I'm haven't got it, it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, if someone offered me three thousand pounds right now, I'd be over the moon. But in the in the game where the prize fund right now is sixty eight thousand pounds, three thousand doesn't seem like a big enough chunk of that to just leave. I think it would be different if if it was like ten grand. If they said take ten thousand. Then you might be like, oh, this, uh, maybe I should take this and go. See, if these have got the US money that these have got permissions, she could go. <laughs> because that would have been 20 grand, well, 15 grand's worth probably. But three grand's. And I think, again, she's already got this target on her back. Yeah. If she'd have took that money and went, I'm a faithful, they probably would have thought, F you. Because they are all wanting that money for whatever reasons. So. I think for her, she made the right decision, even though I will question that in a bit. But I think for the moment, I think she just wants to prove that, look, I'm not a tracer, even though I'm like, that isn't the argument, it's the actor thing, which has got nothing to do with the game. Yeah, definitely. She, she, Yeah, she's trying to prove to them all she's faithful and she thinks this is the way to do it. Even Wilf mm. says in his interview that she should just take it because she's probably going to get voted out soon and Andrea at the table is sort of whispering she goes take the money and run not she's not whispering it too much she's whispering it to herself but you know other people are actually thinking like just take it and go that's the wise thing but she doesn't she says you know what I'm a team player I'm not going to take it and they all give her a clap but if I was Maddie and I thought I'm likely to get voted out quite soon. Maybe maybe then I would have taken it. I don't know. After dinner then, we have some discussions around the house. They they're all they're kind of relaxed a bit. They seem like they're starting to have a good time. Yeah, again, there's no round table tonight. Uh as far as everybody else knows, there's not going to be a murder. Of course, the traitors know that's not quite the case. Amanda's still bringing up the fact that Maddie's an actress. She's she's clung on to this. Oh. She's not letting go. It's funny, though. People seem to be... Some of the other players are saying to Maddie now, oh, you've proved you're a faithful because you didn't take that money. I don't think that proves that she's a faithful. I mean, we know she's a faithful, but I don't think that mm. proves anything. Maddie could well be a traitor and still have turned down three grand. So I don't, I don't really get the logic that it proves she's a faithful. Hannah and Wilf then have their awkward conversation where they have to talk about the fact that Wilf did not choose Hannah as his most trusted even though they're kind of best pals it's really awkward, Hannah doesn't really want to talk about it I still don't, re I, I rewound it and watched it about three times and I still don't really understand Wilf's explanation, I think he was just rambling, he said he tries to explain something about knowing that Maddie was going to be the last one picked anyway so it didn't really matter who he chose. So he just picked Faye because I think he felt bad for Faye and he knew that Hannah would get picked by someone so it didn't matter who picked her. I, I think that's what he's getting at. I, I mean, what what do you think of their whole conversation? Oh, like any sympathy I have for Hannah just went immediately out the window <laughs> in this scene. Like, again, the trace that is right in front of you, he hasn't mentioned your name you're not going to think for a split second that, oh, he might actually be a tracer and is saving his own skin here. But she didn't, and I was like, I understood her anger completely, but the fact that it was so squished within five minutes was like, 
this isn't like any sympathy I have is like just going right back to Massey because you aren't helping your case. And Hannah's a we and I suppose Meryl as well, in the sense that they haven't really done much so far. Yeah. They're very much in that background scene and they're very lucky they've got the friendships they have because I think that's what's keeping them in. Um, and that, and then obviously, yeah, with Nazi again, and then Manza being like, oh, but the actress thing, I'll still not, and it's like, oh, but you should have about it. Like, again, is no one clicking on the that's our behavior that she's the only one talking about it? Um, and even with Will, with Faye, even she was like, because I think Karen had said to them, let's just enjoy our night. And she's like, this isn't the point. It's why is he pick me when I barely speak to him? It's almost like that saves them that no one's willing to put him back on the table other than Maddie. That's like, yeah, it's still you and I'm not leaving that. But yeah, I think, again, he, he's he's a lucky player because I don't think he played this game well. And I think with Hannah, he was just so lucky that she was blinded by whatever she was blinded by. But yeah, it was it was very... I felt I felt he's rambled to the point where I'm like, I was expecting him to slip up, but he hasn't in that moment, no. What I loved about this part of the sort of after party is the music that comes on. So the first song that plays is Murder on the Dance Floor. And it's just so funny that no one picks up on the fact that this is basically a clue that someone is about to be murdered right in front of them. They have no idea. They're just all going, oh, yeah, it's got the word murder in it. Let's have a dance. Andrea loving life at this moment she's Ooh. up on the dance floor she's getting everyone else up she's oh she's just living her best life oh. amanda then takes this chance to speak to wealth alone because she says they don't really get the chance to do this much they, they, there's no traitor's tower tonight and usually they they kind of have to avoid one another a little bit they can't ever look too suspicious but they, they need a chance to talk tonight because they got their letters separately. So they've not been able to speak to each other about it at all. So they sort of sneak off one at a time. They sit in the room next door. And when I'm watching this episode, all I can think is this is so dangerous because they sit really close together. They're holding hands. Like anyone could walk into that room at any moment and think, why are you two sitting here together? with the door closed on your own that could look terrible so they're they're really taking a bit of a risk here i mean i, I guess they don't have a choice but they could be in a room where they're not right beside one another you know or they could be like maybe in the corridor keeping an eye out for other people or something like that but hey they start to talk then about their options who are they going to give this kiss of death to and they talk about a few names aaron andrea amos theo and they go through them one by one. They think, well, we should keep Aaron for now because they think he'll never turn against them. So he's quite a good al unknowing ally. They think, well, Andrea has to be murdered at some point. They just, I think they just don't have it in themselves to do it just yet. They're, they're holding off on that one. They think Amos might be a possibility because eventually he's, he's clever. He's going to figure it out at some point. So they, they have to get rid of somebody who's quite good at putting all the pieces together. And they also think that Theo is becoming quite influential. He's really popular. So if, if at any point Theo does suspect one of them, he'll be good at convincing the others about it. Like going back to that scene where they were all dancing to Sophie Alex Baxter, one of the <laughs> And then you've got Meryl doing the dance to the video. And then you've got uh, Amos and... 
Andrea getting the groove on. But yeah, it was very risky them leaving because I thought they did. Like, I thought you could have just went, does anyone want to drink and go to the bar together and do it? Like, there's a lot of ways they could have made that safer because, like you say, it was all like they were so lost in the moment that no one noticed. And like you say, that would have given the whole thing away. <laughs> so they were very lucky. But, yeah, I think with Andrea, it, they couldn't do it after that speech. I don't think if anyone has a heart, you just would not. Again, I think moving forward, you'll probably get people that will just do it, but they are too close, and that was emotional. But, yeah, I think Amos, it was a good... See, it's weird with Amos, because, again, we haven't got much of him or Kieran to go off. Yeah. So I felt yeah. when they were saying stuff, I was like, he hasn't, other than that Alex trusted him with that secret, which he was very lucky to do, because he was so new. But we don't know him enough, and, again, maybe this is us as viewers not seeing much, but... I thought he was a bit of a, again, I think they should have made him at the beginning and then you could have done Alex this way and it would have been more convincing and it would have been more than the ha-ha bye. Amos, you don't know much about, so it's really, I probably, and this sounds awful and I'm sorry in advance, <laughs> I'd have gone with Andrea. <laughs> because I think Andrea is the cleverest out of them three. Yeah, yeah, maybe they, they, they're, they all love her so much and think she's really sweet, but they probably underestimate that she's very smart as well mm. but you're right you've you've raised a good point the reason that they come up with those four is because they were in the team the blue team that didn't win the task so they're having to choose between those four because they none of them can have the shield that's mm. all that's kind of all they're going on here oh, so they, they was don't the fourth? it was the fourth name uh so it was aaron um, andrea amos and theo but then amanda okay. herself Oh yeah, so it doesn't count because she was there. They then decide that Amanda will be the one to deliver the kiss of death. I guess mm -hmm. that makes sense. She's probably you know quite tactile. It wouldn't look so strange if she gave somebody a kiss on the cheek. That would probably feel quite natural for her. Maybe if Will did it, we I don't know what they're like, but maybe if Will did it, it would stand out too much. Um, and they return to the room with everyone else. I still think. Did, did no one see? I know they, they left a gap. They said, like, well said, right, you go back first. I'll come back in a few minutes. I do wonder if anyone thought, hmm, those two were, those two were gone for five minutes together. That's strange. Mm. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you wouldn't look into it that much. Mm. But you're left wondering, how is she going to do it? How is Amanda going to deliver this kiss to somebody without it looking too obvious or too oh. suspicious? And as we're wondering that, midnight chimes. And the episode ends there. What did you think then? Episode eight, overall thoughts? Uh, fun episodes. Very, again, I think watching it three times now, yes, I've seen it in such a different light from the first two. Like, I found a man's head. This is the only time I found a man's head. Like, Annoying. Again, I felt really bad for Maddie because I just, again, she only said she was an actor. <laughs> and I just, but I loved the dinner party. I loved Claudia's outfits. I think the outfits were just stunning. And it was the time, but I loved the twist. Maybe tweak it a bit next time. So if you do the dinner, do another. Like either add the money up a bit more or just don't do the money and do something else. Like maybe a name you say at the end, they go straight home. Yeah. So it's a bit more harsh. Um, but other than that, no, and the mission I enjoyed. Um, really enjoyed the episode. It was really good. Yeah, I agree that 
it was a great episode just in terms of structure of the series because although you know i love the trailers and i love the round table it's exciting yeah, every time yeah. it is it is effective i think to have an episode somewhere in the middle where where there's just something a bit different there's something to change what we expect something to change you know the, the predictability of okay another round table here we go mm-hmm. something that changes it all up and nobody's expecting it and the players don't know what's about to happen it's just an a new and you know a new layer for the audience to discover and it keeps them on their feet and not complacent in this competition it's like yeah this is happening whether so they were poor man was probably i think if it was a normal round table i think aaron or here would have gone yeah yeah and i do wonder is this again conspiracy corner did they do this to save mazzy oh you mean the producers that was in the back of my mind, and I love Maddie, and again, I don't think Maddie was known, but did they do this in a way to keep Maddie in this game because she was on it? Yeah. And I don't like thinking that way, but I couldn't help in the back thinking, was this all set up? I, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I don't know how the producers would know that Maddie would definitely be the last one left at the table. Mm-hmm. Or, do, or do you just mean they didn't include I mean the table? The sheer, I think the round table in general right. was, because okay. I yeah. still think, was it all last minute added because they didn't know. And I kind of get the feeling when it sounds when Claudia came out, I wonder, did she even know? Like, was this just done last minute to think this hasn't been done in other shows, so could we add it in as a last minute thing to make them think, oh, this could mm-hmm. really become thinky. Okay, that's and that that gives me a good question to ask uh, one or two future guests. Hopefully, we've got another couple of people from <laughs> the traitors, including Faye. So I might be able to ask about this, what their thoughts are, mm-hmm. and how last minute was the dinner party. Now, mm-hmm. Joseph, we have been playing a game, and we're almost ready to conclude oh. our game. Before we get there. Could you tell us a little bit about where we can find you online? Is there anything that you right. want us to go and check out? Where can we find you? Right, so you can find me on Instagram at JoseBusher93. I usually do comic reviews on there. I haven't done any for a while, but I usually do X-Men related content there. Um, I'm on Discord if you want to keep up with my mods in game where I make my own worlds. That is... Um, that is, it is under Ace Eleven Ninety Three. It has a dash and S, but it might just be Ace Eleven Ninety Three. And my YouTube channel is a Parade Boy, as is my Twitter as well. Is also Parade Boy. If you want to follow me, get some traitor news and talk for traitors or any of the other bits, I'm more than happy to. Excellent, fantastic, and I'll put links Thank to you. those in the show notes. Thank you so much. So, Joseph, we've been playing the Trader Traitor. Ah. I managed to sneak in a little lie. Did you tell me a lie? I did tell you a lie. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm going to guess your lie first. (laughs) I, I wrote down a couple of options as we were speaking. I think I might have sussed what it is. And I have a reason why I think this. Is your lie that you met Amanda yesterday? Yes. <laughs> I tried to put it in simply. And I've, I've never met Amanda. And I'd be like, I'd love to meet Amanda. Um, I'd love to meet Amanda. 
I'd be starstruck meeting her, then I would say a big name celebrity. Um, I love the show that much. But yeah, I think, yeah, that was my life. I think it was fans with that was say that. Well, that's the thing. At first I thought, I knew that you were in Wales yesterday. So I thought, oh, mm-hmm. that's Matt's wife. Oh, yeah, right, Wales. Yeah, but the, however, because I follow Amanda on Instagram... I know that actually last night she was in Glasgow, <laughs> so weirdly where I am, and I didn't go and see her. So I thought, wait a minute, he couldn't have met her yesterday. So uh, that, oh, that, that gave you away, I'm afraid. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Any idea of what I lied to you about? Oh, um, you know, I haven't got a clue. I didn't even think you'd lie. <laughs> this was really tough because I know that you know the traitor so well so when i was planning this i thought i can't make up something about the episode joseph will know he'll know if i'm making this up so, but but i tried my best i did it really early on when i was talking about maddie and maddie when maddie revealed that she was an actress and she said that she'd been an eastenders and casualty and then i added in an extra program i said that she was also an extra in waterloo road and that is oh, a lie. I just made that up. I actually would have believed she was in Waterloo <laughs> Road. I mean, she gives me Abby from my family and Alice Tinker in one piece. <laughs> so it was like, I actually thought, oh, yeah, she could be in Waterloo Road. Yeah. But the other role she's had was without a womb and a homeless woman. So <laughs> now you're saying it, yeah, that was the most normal role. And she didn't say So, yeah, well done. Thank you. I didn't get it. I just tried to think, what kind of... Pro- I thought, right, EastEnders and Casualty, they're both BBC. I need to think of another BBC programme that Maddie would likely be on. I thought, right, Waterloo Road, let's go for that. I, I said yeah. it really quickly as well and then moved on, hoping that you wouldn't question it. So I guess I got <laughs> away with it. You should have said my family and I may have tweaked and thought, oh, yeah, she was an happy sister. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on this Thank episode. Thank you so much. It's been brilliant, especially because I know it. that you're a big expert. You know all about the show, so we had plenty to talk about. Yeah, I'm hoping you will join me again in future on another episode. I most definitely will. Yep. Fantastic. Until then, I will talk to you soon online, I'm sure. Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Bye. Hello, Tradar listeners. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Joseph and I. Check out the links to Joseph's social media platforms in the show notes. A reminder that you still have time to send me your questions for Faye from the UK show. And there may be one or two other Traitors players appearing on upcoming episodes too. So if there's anything you'd love to ask about the show from behind the scenes, you can contact me on Twitter at the Pod, or Instagram at the Podcast. Or you can email thetradarpodcast at gmail.com. At the start of the episode, you'll have heard me joking about a pretty horrible Apple review someone has gone out of their way to leave. So if you'd like to help me not cry about this, please counteract that evil person by leaving me a much nicer review on Apple, if that's where you're listening. You can also review or follow or subscribe on the YouTube channel, or Spotify, or CastBox, or wherever you're accessing the podcast. I'm super excited about episode 9, because something about it will be a first for the Tradar. You'll have to listen in next time to find out what that is, but it's going to be good, and I can't wait to record it. Until then, stay faithful.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.